Okay, we're learning Dachyod. We're starting about eight, nine lines down. But the Gemara asks, Kama yivim sukla sukla uteya dachona psula. And what we're, what's going on is that we learned in yesterday's daf that it says basukos without a vav. So it's as if it says basukas. A person should only be sitting under one sukkah. So what happens if a person is sitting under one, one sukkah and on top of that is another layer of schach in the, in, the, in the upper sukkah? It's no good. But the question the Gemara wants to know is what defines one layer versus a second layer? How much space has to be between the first layer and the second layer that we say, oh, that's a second layer and that's no good? If it's, if it's just a tiny amount of space, maybe we could make the argument that it's considered one big layer and it's okay. So, how much distance is there between the bottom sukkah and the top sukkah? That we say that now the lower sukkah is no good because it's like you're sitting under a double covering. Amar of Huna Tefach, the amount is a tefach of space. So even if there's just one tefach separating between the lower level of schach and then there's a tefach in the upper level of schach, that's no good. Because the tefach of space defines that it's a second layer of covering. Shekimah Tzina, where do we find precedent that one tefach is enough? We find that Ba'ali Tumah Tefach in regard to oil. That nah, tefach, tefach, let's say I have an item that's a tefach long by a tefach wide and a tefach high. So let's say it's like a beam, you know, and under one beam, that has those dimensions, tefach, tefach, and a height of a tefach, and one of the beams is, is, a, is a part of a body, Thomas Mace, and on the other hand is another item. So we're going to say it's under the same roof. So we say, yeah, maybe it's a tefach, of a tefach. First of all, it can bring the tefach. In other words, it's anything that's under one end of the beam will, 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 will become tame if there's a kazayas and a mace on the other end of the beam because that has the functionality of, a, uh, of an ol because of the size of being the height of a tefach. And it's also because if they had to, well, let's say there's a corpse on the other side and then directly underneath the beam, um, underneath it, so you have corpse, let's say, on the top and then underneath it you have an item, it's not going to become tummy because this it will serve as a barrier to divide. So if that's all the size of a tefach, if, the, if let's say the beam is less than the height of a tefach, then it doesn't bring tumah from one end to the other end, and it's not a barrier, it's not a chotis from, to, to bring the, it's not to divide the tumah from the top and the bottom. So what do we see? We see that in the context of tumah, just the height of one tefach, that already defines that that's a shame oel. So the Gemara is saying, Rafuna is applying that to sukkah as well. That we can say, obviously we know a sukkah has to be ten tefach, but in regards to this psul, in regard to this psul that we have of having a sukkah that's on top of a sukkah, even if the top layer is just one tefach above the bottom layer, we say that there's a double covering because it's one tefach difference, so it, it means that there's a shame of a separate ol from the top layer of the schach, and therefore it's not going to be good uh, if it's one, even if it's just one tefach off from the lower level. Says the Gemara, second arbo. There has to be at least four tefachim of space between the two layers of the schach. Why? Where do we get four tefachim? We never find an halacha a makom chashu less than four tefachim. Like in Ochel Shabbos, we find such a thing that to be rishus ayachar has to be at least four tefachim. So four tefachim is a chashu of a space. So therefore, if it's a chashu amount of a space, then we say that if it's four 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 tefachim tall, then then there's a top covering, there's a top layer. And that would invalidate the person sitting on the bottom layer because he's going to be sitting in a double cover. But if there's less than four tvachim, then eh, it's just insignificant. It's just going to be considered like one big layer of covering. Says the Gemara, third opinion, that in order for there to be a psul, that there's two coverings, is only if there's ten tvachim that separate between the two layers of the schach. My time in the Shmuel, where do we get ten tvachim? Because just as much you need ten tvachim to make a sukkah kosher, so too to passel. Just as a sukkah is only called the sukkah is ten tvachim high, so it only has a shim schach, it's above ten tvachim from the floor, absolute basura, so too this psul. 
that when someone's sitting in the lower sukkah, that we want to know, is it considered like they're sitting under two layers of schach? Well, it depends. If the top layer is ten tefachim from its ground, then we're going to say there's a second schach. But if it's not ten tefachim above its ground, it's not a second schach. So we have this, according to Shmuel, if it's not ten tefachim that divides between the floor of the top sukkah and the schach, then it wouldn't be an issue for the person sitting in the bottom one to say, oh, he's sitting in two different schachas. We have three opinions. One opinion, Rav Huna saying it's a psal, even if it's just one tefach above the bottom layer. The second one, Rav Huna is saying it's a problem if it's four tefachim off. And the last opinion, Shmuel, the most lenient is that it's only a problem if it's ten tefachim high. So we, now the Gemara says, so now we learned in the Mishnah, Rav Yudah, Rav Yudah said, if nobody is living in the top sukkah, then the lower sukkah is good. Meaning, this psal, that you have a sukkah under a sukkah, Rav Yudah says, that's only a problem if people live in the top one. If no one lives in the top one, it's not a problem. So my indurin, what did Rabbi mean that no one lives? Elim indurin mamish mean no one's living there literally, meaning the bottom sukkah is good as long as no one's actually physically present in the top sukkah. Do you think it's the people living there that causes the issue? The issue is that there's two layers. Who cares whether practically someone is in the top layer or not? Obviously Rabbi is not saying it's good just because no one's in the top sukkah. And what does Rebutah mean that no one's there? He means that it's not, it's not fit to live in. What would a scenario be that the top sukkah is not fit to live in? The local is not that tvacham high. And there Rebutah is saying, since the top sukkah is not that tvacham high, it doesn't pass to the bottom sukkah. Rebbe Yehuda is making the argument that if the top sukkah is not that tvacham high, then it's not considered that there's a double covering. So Rebutah is coming to argue on the Tanakama. So we must infer the Tanakama held even if the top layer isn't fit to live in, it's not that tefachim high, still it's considered a double covering for the person sitting in the bottom sukkah, and it's no good. So we're saying that Shmuel's din is only like Rabbi Yudah, but the inference is the rabbis say that the person sitting in the bottom sukkah is not fulfilling his mitzvah, even if the top one isn't fit to live in, even if it's less than 10 tefachim high, there would still be an issue of a double covering for someone sitting in the bottom one. So how do we answer Shmuel with what we just said? So the Gemara answers, he said, I'm in Rav, they say in the West, they said over in Eretz Yisrael, that what did Rav Yudah mean? It means to you and Yonah, it's not a problem. He didn't mean if it's not ten t'vachamai. If it's not ten t'vachamai, there's stam, everybody agrees it's not a problem. Even the Tanakhamba would agree that's not a problem. That's not the issue here between Rav Yudah and the Rav Yonah. What is the issue? We're talking about that it was, it was very weak. So, because remember, the roof of the bottom one is also the floor of the top one. So, let's say that the person living in the top sukkah wants to put his pillows and his cushions on, on, and, and sit down on the floor. What's going to happen? The schach would cave in of the bottom one because it's not strong enough to accept the pillows and the cushions. So, it's practically, it's unlivable, even though the dimensions of the top sukkah might be ten tefachim, but it's hardly a livable sukkah. If, uh, if the second you put down pillows and cushions, the whole, the whole thing's going to cave in. So in that case, the Tartona Chair, the bottom one is good. Rabbi Yudah is making the argument that since practically it's not a livable sukkah on the top one, then we don't say that there's a second sukkah, that there's a second covering, because practically the second one cannot be used. There, the Rabbanon disagree and they say, no, even if it cannot accept the cushions, it's still possible. But everybody would agree that if it's unusable in the sense that it's not ten tefachim high, then everybody would agree, even the Tanakhama, that it does not pose a problem to someone sitting in the bottom sukkah, because it's not a second covering in that case. However, the Gemara says that we didn't really make anything better, because the Tanakhama saw Rafa Bishi Still, there is a dispute between the Tanakhama and Rabbi So you're saying the issue is if the if 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 the bottom 
roof cannot accept the pillows and cushions, but they cannot support the pillows and cushions, it would cave in. And there, Rebuda is saying that, that if that's the scenario, so then the bottom sukkah can still be good, but we still can infer that the Tanakhama is saying that in that case, even if it cannot support the pillows and cushions, it would still be possible. Now, let's think about it. If Shmuel's principle is true, and the Tanakhama would agree that it's okay if the top sukkah is not ten tefachim high, then we should say the same thing. And if I have a sukkah which you can't live in practically because you can't put pillows and cushions there, so then that's not a good sukkah. So then that shouldn't invalidate the bottom sukkah. If it's true that there's a principle, then if the bottom one cannot hold the pillows and cushions from the top one, that's also not kashir kapsula. I can't have a sukkah if I can't live there. So the same way Shmuel's din is true, that if the top one's not ten tefachim high, then the bottom one is still kosher. So we should say the same thing, that if the bottom one can't support the pillows and cushions from the top one, then, uh, and then the top one shouldn't, shouldn't invalidate the bottom one. We should say the same argument. So the Gemara is basically saying whether the issue is that the top one's not ten tefachim high, or the issue is that it can't put down its pillows and cushions, it's the same thing. Either you say the argument of Shmuel kashir kapsula, and it's not a problem, for the bottom sukkah, if the top sukkah is less than 10 tefachim, or if it can't accept the pillows and cushions of the top one, or you don't say like Shmuel, and you say that even if it's one or four tefachim off, it's a problem, and then you would say the same thing if it can't accept the pillows and cushions. But if Shmuel is right, and there's no issue with the bottom sukkah, if the top sukkah is not 10 tefachim, there shouldn't be an issue with the bottom sukkah as well if it cannot support the pillows and cushions from the top. So the Gemara says, no, the issue between the Tanakam and Rebuda would be if it could support the pillows and cushions, but not... Well, it can do it, but with difficulty. So there, technically, it is livable. So the Tanakam is going to say, so the bottom one is no good, because the top one is a livable sukkah. It's ten tefachim high, and it could technically put the pillows and cushions with difficulty. It could be supported. So therefore, bottom line is, the top sukkah is a valid sukkah. So therefore, the bottom one becomes possible because it's a sukkah that's under a sukkah. Right? Yuda holds that since the top one isn't easily usable, it only can be supported with difficulty. Since it's not easy to support it, therefore the argument can be made that it's not a sukkah al-gabi sukkah. That's the argument between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yudah. If they could support the pillows and cushions, but only with difficulty. Do I say since it's with difficulty, so the bottom one is good, that's Rabbi Yudah. And the Tanakam says, no, the Maitse could support it, so it's a sukkah that's under a sukkah. That's the Tanakam. But everybody would agree with the principle of Shmuel that if it can't support it at all, or if the top one's not ten tefachim, so basically it's not a usable sukkah at all, then everybody would agree that in fact the bottom sukkah uh, would be kosher. So we're coming out that we have three opinions here between the Amaram about how much height there has to be in the top sukkah for there to be an invalidation of the bottom sukkah being a sukkah under a sukkah. Either one tabak four tabachim or a new yusayka, share kapsula of shmuel, that it's only when the top sukkah is mamash sukkah and it's ten tabachim high. And the Gemara is saying, according to shmuel, you would have the same thing if the bottom one can't support the cushions at all, for sure there's no issue. Machlokas, what you did in the Rabbana would be over here, what do I say if it could support it, but only with difficulty? Okay, says the Mishnah, somebody took a sheet and he spread it over on top of the schach to protect from the sun. So there was a lot of schach, enough schach for it to be good, but uh, still there was some sun which was coming through, which was making it uncomfortable for the people. So the person took a, a sheet and he spread it over the top of the schach. Or perhaps he put the sheet under the schach because there was a bunch of uh, things that were falling, like little leaves or things uh, that would fall down and would disturb the people eating. So in, in this case as well, the schach is, uh, is here, and there's enough schach, but here the sheet is on the opposite. It's on the, the bottom side, 
And in both of these cases, obviously the sheet is not a good schach. Why is a sheet not a good schach? Because it's possible schach. Schach cannot be something which is makabal and a sheet is makabal So here, either I put the sheet on top of the schach or I put the sheet under the schach. O shapir so gabi akinof, or somebody spreads a sheet over a kinof. A kinof is a bed which has four corners, uh, four post bed, and it's inside the sukkah, and next to the corners are these posts. And then you put them on the top and the sheet was draped over the entire thing. So here you're not trying to protect anything, but you're just trying to be de- like a decorative kind of covering for the bed. And the issue isn't necessarily that it's pasal schach. The issue is going to be here that if somebody's going to lie in the bed, the question is going to be whether or not they are considered in, this, in the sukkah because they might be considered to be in this ohel that is being formed over these four canopy beds. So in all the cases of the Mishnah, so what do we say? Kino of the sukkah is no good. So in the first two cases, the reason it's no good because the schach, which is puzzle, I have the sheet, which is puzzle schach, so it's either mevatel, the schach's kasha is on top of it or below it. So what's the side? The side is, if it's on top of it, so obviously it's mevatel because I don't, need it, I don't need it at all. It's already protected from the, sheet, from, the, from the sheet, which is not kosher. And even if it's on bottom, it also invalidates it because even without the schach, it would be, the, the, the sunlight would be, would be shaded from the, from the possible schach. So therefore, we see that the valid schach has no purpose it's not, it's, and therefore it's no good. Which is a shtickle chiddish. In the second case, even where the sheet is under it, but since this, the sheet is there, so again, to protect you want to catch the leaves so it's considered like a covering, like a schach, and therefore it's going to passel up the schach kosher that's on top of it because why do I need the schach kosher there for? Like, why do I need that covering if I have the bottom covering? And therefore, the schach kosher is come on to lace as if it doesn't exist and it's no good. Now, in the last case, where the sheet is there, it's not protecting anything. It's not, it's just purely decorative on top of the bed. That can't be the problem. The problem isn't that there's not schach. But the problem is something else, that the person who would be in the bed, it would be like a Dabar HaMafzik, would be like he's in a different OL than the overall sukkah. Because since I have this OL, which is formed by the four canopy bed, so even though on top of that is valid schach, it's not the pshat that the schach is not there. It's not pshat that the schach is not good. The schach is there and it is good, but the person who's in the bed is going to be considered like he's in a tent, which is not uh, in the overall sukkah. So the bottom line is we have very different things between the first two cases and the next case. The first two cases, the issue is that it is as if the schach is not good at all. In the last case, the issue isn't that the schach is not good at all, but rather that the person who's in the bed is not going to be considered as if he's living in the sukkah. Says the Mishnah, You could spread the sheet over naklita amita. Naklita amita is a different type of bed. It's a two-poster bed. And uh, the two-poster bed, the way it works is that it only has two vertical posts, one at the top, one, one end of the bed, and one at the foot of the bed. And there's just a, uh, a, a bar that connects the top and then you drape a sheet over the top. So basically it's forming like a tent, kind of like a teepee kind of thing. Four poster bed, it's a flat roof. It's really a separate OL. But here it's like a teepee like thing. It's a tent, it's not really like an OL because an OL has to have at least one tabak of a flat roof on top. But here where it's just like a, a triangle, it's just forming a triangle on top of these two posts and it's draped over like a teepee kind of situation. So that's not technically an halacha considered to be an OL. So now there's no issue. Again, it's not being mevatel the schach here, it's just direct decorative. And the only issue would be is that when you're in the sukkah, when you're in the bed, are you going to be considered to be under the sukkah? Are you going to be in a different domain, in a different place of the ol that's spread over this two-poster bed? And we're saying that it's not an issue because it's technically not an ol that's spread over the two-poster bed because it's not a, at least a tafach wad in the flat. In order for something to be defined as an ol, there has to be at least a tafach uh, of this flat space on the top. Okay, so now the Gemara analyzes, we said that the sheet, which is under the schach, passes up the sukkah, and again, the Yisoyed of the, uh, the Dover is that it has a shame of schach. 
It's a puzzle. Since it's put there to catch the falling leaves, so it's there to be like a covering, like a schach, it's not decorative. Since it's not decorative, so we have an issue that it's going to be mavatal, the schach kosher, because what do I need the schach kosher if I've got the schach So it's only no good if the sheet was spread there in order to catch the falling leaves. Therefore, it has a shame of a covering, a shame of a schach. And since it's schach puzzle, so it's mavatal, the schach kosher, avaluna osak shera. But if it's spread, uh, for decorations, in order to decorate the sukkah, then it's not a problem because if it's just there to be decoration, then we don't have an issue. Because if it's there for dec- for decorative purposes, the sheet is like decorations of the schach, you know, something that looks nice. So therefore, it's not a, it's not its own shem schach. It's not a shem schach. It's just decorative. And we say that uh, the only the only issue here in the Mishnah with the sheet that's under the schach is when the sheet is there to protect, to cover, to catch the leaves. Therefore, we say that it's schach possible. Whenever it's a shame of noy that it's just adorning the sukkah, so it doesn't have a shame of a schach possible, which is going to nullify the effect of the schach kosher. It's not called schach It's not a covering. You say it's just a decoration, and if it's just a decoration, then it's not a problem. So the Gemara says, Pshita, it's obvious. The Mishnah said that it's only that the issue is when you put it because of the falling leaves. So clearly, the Mishnah implies that if it would be a decorative purpose, it wouldn't be an issue. The Mishnah is specifying that you're putting it there because of the falling leaves. Why would I have thought different? What's Rav Chista's novelty? You may have thought that no matter what, the sheet is put up there. Even if it's for decorative purposes, it's an issue. It's an issue. Lamaisa is a covering. Whether or not you intend for it to be a covering or not, Lamaisa is. So I would say it's a problem even, even if you're putting it up for decorative reasons. The only reason why the Mishnah emphasized the falling leaves, or the Milsukatani, was just telling you a normal case. Usually, the reason why you would put up the sheet would be to catch the leaves. So you may have just said that was the normal case. But in Hachinami, if it wasn't there to cash the leaves, but for decorative purposes, purposes, it would also be a problem. Kamash Mulan Rafkista tells us that no. If it's put up there for decorative purposes, it in fact is not a problem. And the reason why it's not a problem is it doesn't have a shame of a covering of a schach in such a scenario. So it's not schach also taken away from the schach kosher. It's just a decoration that's in the sukkah. Says the Let's bring a proof for Rav Chista. Again, Rav Chista is saying that a sheet is spread out for decorative purposes that's put below the schach is not an issue. It says in the Bible, so someone covers the schach, like in accordance to the halacha, everything that's good for schach, the Yitra Vikram of Sadina Mitzirani decorates it. This, um, he makes decorations with some cloths or some linens. Tell about goes Mishkin for Afaraz Mirimos, and he puts all sorts of decorations nuts, almonds, peaches, or pomegranates in the sukkah. In clusters of grapes, different stalks of greens, he puts little bottles of wine, oil, or flour, all these different types of sukkah decorations. So sukkah decorations, the halacha with them is, you can't use them. They're also in benefit. Until the night following, the last day of the Chag. They become muksa. We designated them to be part of the, of the sukkah. So there's like a site of anything that's part of the sukkah becomes forbidden in benefit. So you can't go and use them in the middle of sukkah. It's not a lamb, but if you made a stipulation, I call if you do know, then it does depend on your stipulation. Meaning, if before the aunt, if you said, you said specifically, I don't want to take away my rights to use them uh, on Yantiv, then it would take away the whole mitzvah issue because basically you're not giving them away fully to the sukkah. That's not what you're doing. You're, you're stipulating that you want, to, you want to make sure that you still have rights to them. So since you're stipulating, you still want to have rights to them, so it's not a problem. So what did the Brysa say? The, the Brysa, one of the things the Brysa mentioned right in the beginning with Kramus, Adina, and with some sort of sheets. 
some sort of cloths. So what do we see? We see that the sheets don't passle up the sukkah. So right. So why should it not passle up the schach? Why don't we say I have the passle schach? Must be to support the Rav Chista that 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 the sheet is not a passle schach because since it's made there for be a decoration, if it, since it's just for decorative purposes, it doesn't passle up the sukkah. Proves to Rav Chista. So the Gemara says, "Dilma outside. You don't have a proof. Maybe the sheet is hanging from the side of the sukkah. It's on the wall. We want to know if it's hung from the schach, whether it would be an issue. So we don't have a proof from there." Okay, now the Gemara continues with something new. Itmar, no ye sukkah The sukkah decorations don't uh, take away the height of the sukkah. Meaning, if I had a sukkah which was too tall, where the schach was above 20 amos, and then I put, I put decorations here, um, we can't say, or like some decorative sheet or something, which was less than 20 amos, we can't say that it's good. Why not? Well, obviously not, because the sheet is not considered schach. If it would be schach, it would be possible schach, because it's makabal toma. So therefore... Uh, the Noye Sukkah aren't going to achieve a meet in the Sukkah. If the Sukkah was too high, the Sukkah was above 20 amos, it's not going to be good if there are Sukkah decorations that are less than 20 amos. But if they are from the sides, they are mamait. So what's he referring to? So you would have the same thing if, it, let's say, it was exactly 10 tefachim, right? When we say Noye Sukkah, we don't only mean that it doesn't reduce the height if it was too tall, then it doesn't become kosher because there's Noye Sukkah less than 20. But let's say the opposite. Let's say it's only precisely 10 tefachim, and then I have Noye Sukkah within the Tent Vachim space. Does the sukkah become possible? The schach is at the right spot. The schach is above Tent Vachim. But could somebody make an issue? Hey, the decorations are within Tent Vachim. So we say, no, it's not a problem. Why? Because Lamaisa, they're just Noe Sukkah. The schach is still the schach. It's still at a height of Tent Vachim. So even though the Noe Sukkah are there, we don't have an issue. Come along, Ravashi, but if they're from the sides, then it is Mamait. Because if it's from the sides, what it's going to take away is the space of 7 by 7 Tvachim. You need 7 by 7 Tvachim. That's a practical point. You need the usability that you have that 7 by 7 area to put your, your head, most of your body, in your table. So if you're going to have sukkah decorations hanging off the side, it's going to remove the usability of 7 by 7. That's not going to be good. So we see a very interesting thing. When they're hanging from the top, what do we say? We say that it's good even though there are decorations because they're not the schach, so it's okay. So everything's fine. It doesn't seem that you actually have to be using all the ten tefachim of height. It's not necessary for the usage. Masha'enkin, from the side, here you need the seven by seven area. So even if though they're no yisukah, they're going to be mamayed in the practical space of the seven by seven tefachim. And therefore, it's not going to be good. Says the Gemara, Manimin, there was a person, Manimin Abdid Ravashi, was Ravashi's slave. He had a shirt which got soaked in water. So he wanted to spread it out by the sun so that it should dry out. So what did he do? He spread it out over the sukkah. He wanted to dry it, so he put it over the sukkah. So I'm like, Ravashi, you have to take it away. What are people going to say? People are going to claim that he's using the shirt for schach, and a shirt is not kosher schach because it's makabal tumah. So you should take it away because people are going to say it's like a shikol maritz ayin issue. People are going to say that he's using it for the schach. So people see that it's wet. Minimin saying, in other words, no one's going to accuse me of using it for the schach because they see that it's wet. Clearly they understand if they see that it's wet that it's only being put there in order to dry it out. So there's no maritz ayin issue. So Ravashi said back, you know what, you're right. I only meant to tell you that you have to be careful to remove it as soon as it dries because as soon as it dries, then you have to be careful to remove it because then the maritz ayin issue will come back. So in other words, what's going on here is the is really diverging into a new point. Until now, we were talking about the sheets, which were either put to catch the, to catch the leaves, so there was chach, and therefore it disqualified the sukkah, or decorations, which are for the benefit of the sukkah, and therefore it doesn't passle it up. But here, in our case, you're putting the shirt neither to catch the leaves, and you're not putting the shirt to decorate the sukkah. You're putting the shirt for the shirt. You're putting it there for its own thing so that it should dry out. So the question is, what? The, how did that impact? So it sounds like me'ikra din from the Gemara that we don't necessarily have an issue, because 
It's not being put there to be a cover. So it, the only time you have an issue when you put up the sheet is when you're putting it there to be a cover. Since I'm not putting the since I'm not putting the shirt there to be a cover, but rather I'm just putting it in order to dry out. So in and of itself, it's not a problem. So so it's not going to be an additional covering. It's only a problem that it's an additional covering, like when you put the sheet in order to cast the leaves or to protect from the sun. But in our case, where you're just drying out the shirt, in and of itself, it wouldn't have been an issue. Just the gemara has a problem with marasai, and then when it gets dry, if you leave it up there, people are going to say that you're using uh, something that's Okay, continues the Gemara. Now we want to know if you're using a sukkah decoration like a sheet and you're putting it under the schach. So the and we said that was good. Remember, Rav Chista said it's not a sukkah, it's not a schach, it's not a covering. So everything's okay. But here the issue is that there's more than four tfachim that separate between the schach and the sheet. Is that an issue? No, it's not an issue. Who cares how far away it is? It's not a problem. It's just a sukkah decoration. There's no issue. They say that there is an issue. What's their problem? So they say if it's more than four tzvachim, then it's, it's, it's separate from the schach. So even though it's not an additional schach covering because it's a decoration, but the issue is that if somebody's in the sukkah under there, it's like under the four-poster bed, where the issue is that even though it's decorative, but he's going to be in a different ol than the ol of the sukkah. So again, there's really two different dinim here. There's one din that when I have have something which is there to be schach, to be a covering, if it's not made from schach kosher, then it's going to be schach also on mavatzal schach kosher, which is no good. Whenever you have a decoration, you don't have that issue. But there's an issue that if it's far off and it's not part of like where the covering of the schach is, it's going to be considered a different OL. We be considered like the person under it is in a different tent, in a different domain. And the person under it won't be considered as if he is living in the sukkah. So Rav Chis and Rabbi Rehuda are making the argument that if the decorative sheet is more than four tzvachim off from the schach, then someone who's under the sheet is going to be considered as if he's, he's in his, a separate domain from the sukkah, and therefore it's no good. Says the Gemara, Rav Chiz, Rav Aruna, Ikhlid, Rish Kulusa. Once happened, Rav Chiz and Rav Aruna went to the house of the Rish Kulusa. Rish Kulusa was some sort of a little bit of, he was Jewish, but he was like a political figure. So, and sometimes the rabbis were intimidated of them. So, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman was in charge of the Rish Kulusa's house. So he gave these, these travelers, Rav Chiz and Rav Aruna, he gave them a place in the sukkah. And the sukkah had sukkah decorations that were more than four tzvachim from the schach. They were quiet. They didn't say anything to Rav Nachman, even though they themselves, as we just saw, saw that that's a problem. That if you're under there, it's going to be considered that you're under them, under that OL, and not under the sukkah. So even though they really hold that the sukkah is no good, they didn't object. They didn't say anything. So Amaluhu, Rav Nachman said to them, Rav Nachman was a little bit testing them. He's like, he knew that they held it was no good. So he tests them. He says to them, what happened? Were you chosen from your position? I know originally used to say that the sukkah is no good if it has the decorations that are more than ten, four tzvachim under the, under the schach. What, you, you were chosen from your position? Did you switch your mind? Now you say that a sukkah is good if the decoration is more than four tzvachim away from the schach? So Amrulay, they said, mitzvah, no, we're shluchim mitzvah. The halacha is when somebody is going to do a mitzvah, and what was the mitzvah? They were going to be makabal makbo pnei rabbo. They were going to see the reish galusa and to do that on, on the regular it's a mitzvah to go visit the Rebbe on, 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 on Sukkot. So since they were doing this mitzvah activity of, of, of being Malkut Pnei Rabba Beregel, so technically they were Pater from Sukkah. Now the Rishonim speak out that you don't say just whenever you're engaged in a mitzvah, you're Pater from another mitzvah, unless in some way it's a conflict. There has to be a conflict. But here was a conflict. If they were going to try to go find the Karsha Sukkah, they wouldn't have been able right now to go fulfill the mitzvah of being Malkut Pnei Rabba. In order for them to properly go ahead and be Malkut Pnei Rabba, they, they, they had to do it now. So it would have diverted their attention and would have, to, if they had to go search for another kosher sukkah. So therefore, technically, they were potter from the mitzvah of sukkah. That's why they didn't mind to sit in a sukkah where the sukkah decorations were more 
then four tzvachim from the stock. But typically, if they were chayv in sukkah, then in Yachanamid it would be chayv. They, they, the sukkah would be, not be good. They wouldn't be allowed to sit with the decorations more than four. So the Gemara ends in a dispute here about what we say if sukkah decorations are hanging more than four tzvachim uh, under, under the stock. Okay, now the Gemara continues further. What, what did we learn in the Mishnah? We learned in the Mishnah a chilek between a four-poster bed and a two-poster bed. And what were we saying? We were saying we wanted to know that this is for decorative purposes, so it's not going to be considered a different spot covering. But the issue is when you're lying under that, that covering, that sheet, that's covering the bed, is it, is it going to be considered you're in a different tent? So if it's a four-poster bed, there's a shame OL, it's a flat roof on top, it's an issue. But if it's a two-poster bed, it's not a problem because there's not really an OL um, because it's just coming to a triangular shape on the top, it's not really a flat roof. So now the Gemara continues with a little bit of a different thing. You can sleep in a kila. So a kila, it's like a, a temporary canopy spread, uh, spread that goes around the, the bed. Even though it has a flat roof. So it's very similar to the, to the kinofas, a four-poster bed. Just the difference is that it's very much a temporary one that's around the bed, whereas the, the one that was four-poster bed, it was like a permanently affixed. And we're going to see that that variable, whether it's temporary or permanent, might actually be very important. So Rav Yudamar Shmuel is talking about a very temporary one, where there's a kila canopy spread out, it's flat, and he's allowing you to sleep under it. Even though technically there's another tent, but it only, it's only okay if it's not tent fachim high. And that's the idea of the hatter. Since it's not tent fachim high, so you don't have a problem. It's not going to be considered to be an OL because it's not tent fachim high. So therefore it's okay uh, to sleep under it despite the fact that there's a flat roof. So again, the issue is, are you under a different OL than the sukkah? Is it going to be blocking between you and the overall domain of the sukkah? And we're saying that you're allowed to do it here, Rebbe Yudha teaching, since the, 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 it's not tent fachim high off the top of the bed. So the Gemara says, Tashma, what about the bride? So the bride says, Someone who sleeps in a kila canopy, Mamish case, he's not Yotze. Why? Because he's not, he's considered to be in a different oil than the overall tent of the sukkah. So the Gemara says, You could defend that the bride we're dealing with specifically a canopy that was ten tvachim high. Since the bride was talking about a canopy that's ten tvachim high, that's why there's a problem, because that's ten tvachim high, it's flat, so there's an issue. Whereas if it's not ten tvachim high, it's not an oil, it's not a problem. Says the Gemara Meitzvei, we have a kasha from Shmuel from the Mishnah. The Mishnah comes later on in the beginning of the second paragraph. Someone who sleeps under a bed. So here we're not talking about any like covered beds. We're talking about that you're sleeping under the bed itself. So you're covered by the bed. Beds are usually moved around. They're temporary sort of OL. The Mishnah says, you're not Yotze. Why is that? Because even though it's a temporary OL, you're under a different OL and you're not Yotze. So presumably we think that the bed is not ten tefachim high and we're still saying it's no good because Lamaisa right now, you're under a different OL even though it's not ten tefachim high. So Kashan Shmuel Shmuel was saying you could sleep under the Kila canopy bed since it's not ten tefachim high. Here we see that if you sleep under the bed, you're not Yotze. You're not Yotze. It's not like you're in the overall domain of the Sukkah. So the Gemara saying, Shmuel already said that the Mishnah is dealing with specifically a bed which is ten tefachim high. Tashma, what about our Mishnah? Our Mishnah, what about our Mishnah? Where you spread the sheet over the four-poster bed, we said it's no good because it's not going to be considered like you're in the sukkah. So the Gemara says, we have to say our Mishnah as well, talking about that the posts are ten tefachim high. So until now, we're keeping it super simple. Whenever you have a flat roof, it is an issue if it's ten tefachim high, but not an issue if it's less than ten tefachim high. Again, the issue is that you're under a different oil than the sukkah in all the circumstances, whether you're under a bed, a four-poster bed, a permanent one, or this temporary kila, in all the cases, as long as it's less than ten tefachim high, you don't have an issue. If it's more than ten tefachim high, you have an issue where it's flat.
So the Gemara, we're going to challenge all these premises. Well, look, it doesn't seem like this in the Brisa. The Tanya says in the Brisa, Naklitin Shnai. What's the difference between Naklitin and Kinofos? The Mishnah said you could spread it on top of Naklitin, it's not a problem. Kinofos on top of the four poster bed is a problem. So the Brisa elaborates. Naklitin Shnai. The Naklitin is two posts. Kinofos are ba. The Kinofos is four. Piers Agavi Kinofos Psula. If you spread it on top of the four poster bed, the area under it is no good. Agavi Naklitin Shera. But over Naklitin, the area under it is good. Uvilvad adds the price. So this is only true. This is only true if the Nakhlitin is in ten above the bed. Even the Nakhlitin, which is not forming a flat roof, the Nakhlitin is still an issue if, it's, if it rises ten above the bed. And we'll see why. It's hard to understand a little bit. It's not really forming an oil. It's not forming an oil because it's a triangular TP shaped thing. It's not forming a flat a flat thing. So why, in fact, is the price of saying that we have an issue of his tenth vachamai? Strictly speaking, there should be no issue with the naklitin. There's no real roof. The price of it must be some sort of midrabbon on here that, that, that we have an issue, that we, it appears like a tent, and we're going to say it's austere. But at any rate, the bottom line is, is that the price of saying naklitin is only okay if it's less than tenth vachamai. If it's more than tenth vachamai, even the naklitin is an issue. Miklau, we can infer, the kinofos, the four-poster bed, which is a legitimate all because it's flat. Afal pishe in gevon The implication is that it's an issue, it's an issue even though it's not ten tvachem high. If you're saying the four-poster bed is only an issue when it's ten tvachem high, then there's no difference between the kinofos and naklitin because it says by the two-poster bed and naklitin as well, if it's ten tvachem high, it's a problem. So if we're saying that there's a difference between the four-poster bed and the two-poster bed, clearly the four-poster bed is a problem even where it's not ten tvachem high. So the Gemara answer is no. Shine and Kinofos You're right. Kinofos are a problem even though they're not ten tefachamai. But it's different than our case of Akila. The difference between them, even though they're both four posters, is that one of them is, is securely fashioned, fixed to the bed. That's like the four poster bed. So therefore, it's considered an all even if it's not ten tefachamai. Since it's very kavua, it's securely fastened, it's considered an all even if it's not ten tefachamai. Whereas the Akila that we were talking about was just, you know, a temporary thing which was, which was thrown up. It wasn't securely fastened. And therefore, if it's not ten tefachamai, it's not a problem. So basically, we're coming out that there's both the, 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 the situation of the kilo, which we had, even though it's a flat roof, it's not a problem if it's not 10 tefachim high. Whereas the four-poster bed in our mission of the kinofos, since it's securely fastened, it is an issue of being a different oil, even though it's not 10 tefachim high. And by the naklitin, which is only a two-poster and it's flat, and it's not flat, it's pointy, so it's technically not an oil. So if it's less than 10 tefachim, we don't have a problem. But if it's, if, 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 if it's less than 10 tefachim, we don't have a problem. But if it's more than 10 tefachim, even though it's not technically an oil, because it's not flat, we make a problem with it because it's more than 10 tefachim. Says the Gemara now, an interesting question. This takes us back to something we talked about before. Remember the case, we have a psul, if you have one sukkah on top of another sukkah. What was the psul? The psul is that you have to be sitting only under one cover, not under two covers. So that if you're sitting under two sukkahs in the bottom sukkah, it's no good. For Amar Shmuel, we had a question. How high up, how much higher from the sec- is, is, is the, the roof of, this, of the top sukkah from the floor, from its floor? In other words, what constitutes that it's a separate cover? So we had different opinions. One opinion said one tefach, one opinion said four tefach, but Shmuel said, yeah, share kapsula. It's the same shear as making a kosher sukkah. Just as to be a kosher sukkah, it has to be ten tefach. So to be here, to be considered a different covering that's going to invalidate somebody sitting in the bottom sukkah, it's only invalid if it's ten tefach off the ground. So if the upper sukkah is only, if it has to be ten tefach, it's a possible off the lower sukkah. So you see that even though we're dealing with more of a permanent structure, you're dealing with a sukkah on top of a sukkah. It's not just some random canopy thrown up. It's another sukkah. Still, what is the din that we're saying? That unless it's ten tefachim high, it's not going to pass up the lower sukkah. So you see, even when you're dealing with a structure, unless it's ten tefachim high, it's not an issue. So what's our question now? Why are we saying that by the king ofos, there's an issue that you're in a different ol? 
even if it's not ten tefachim high because it's permanent. We see here that we're saying it's an old, even though it's not that tefachim high. But yeah, when we have the sukkah, al gabi sukkah, we were saying that it's not considered to be a separate covering unless it's ten tefachim higher than the first covering. So the Gemara answers, Amri Hassan, this is sukkah basar. There you have a valid sukkah in the bottom one. You're trying to puzzle up the sukkah because of the fact that it's under a second sukkah. So there, you're trying to puzzle up the sukkah. So we say that it's only if it's ten tefachim high, it's considered a separate sukkah, a separate covering, and to puzzle up the bottom one. But here, the issue isn't passing up another sukkah. The issue is that when you're in the bottom sukkah, the bottom sukkah ba'etzim is good, but the issue is, are you in it? Are you in it or are you under a different tent which says you're in a different domain? The ba'etzim, the sukkah itself is good. The issue is just you under that sheet that you're in a different domain. So if it's a fixed permanent ol, like the four-poster bed, even though it's less than 10 tefachamai, the mice is still considered its own domain because it's permanently fixed and therefore it's an issue. So Mar saying a very long point. Over there, sukkah, sukkah, you're trying to puzzle up the sukkah. We're not saying you're not in the ol. We're saying you're in the bottom sukkah, but it's no good because there's another sukkah on top of you. So there we only say that it's another sukkah on top of you that passes off the bottom sukkah if the top sukkah is ten tefachim higher than the bottom one. Mashenkin in our case, we're not passing up the sukkah, but we're saying that the person who's under the canopy bed is in a different domain. So there we say, Lamaisa, it's a different domain, even if it's not ten tefachim high, if it's permanently affixed, it's an issue. Continues the Gemara here. Amar Tachliva Baravim Yamar Shmuel, Hayyoshin Bekila Aru. I'm talking about somebody who's in the kila. So he's naked, and the issue is whether or not he can say the Shema. So let's just clarify something. If you're in, if you're in a domain and you, you know, one domain and you stick your head out of that domain, you still can't say the Shema because you are where you're do- whatever domain you're in. So the whole domain will be considered your location. And even if you stick your head out, you wouldn't be able to say Shema. You're not allowed to say Shema when in the presence of Erevah. So if a person's naked, he can't say Shema. And if you, even if you would stick his head out of the window, let's say somebody's in a house and he's, and, and he's naked, and he sticks his head out the window, he can't say Shema because he's still in the overall domain. So what happens if somebody is in a kila and he's naked? The question is, if, could he stick his head outside the kila and say Shema? So Shmuel says he could. He could stick his head outside the canopy and say Shema. What do you say? The kila isn't really going to be considered uh, in Ohel. It's not going to be considered an oil, again, assuming it's not ten tefachim high. And it's a temporary thing, so it's not going to be considered its own oil. So therefore, if you're just, if, as long as you're not mamish seeing the Arab, you stick your head out, out of the kila, it's not an issue. If it would be mamish and oil, then even sticking your head out wouldn't, wouldn't work because you are in the place where most of your majority of your body is located. You're in that domain. So if the kila is defined as its, its own defined location in space, it's like an oil, so it wouldn't help to stick your head out. But what Shmuel is saying is that it's not the, the kila does not define the space as being its own OL. So therefore, if you stick your head outside the kila, when you're naked, you would be allowed to say the Shema. Frank the Gemara, somebody who's sleeping naked in the kila, doesn't help to stick his head out. So the Gemara answers, there the canopy was 10 t'vachamai, was a tent. Shmuel was talking about the canopy was less than 10 t'vachamai, and again, it's a temporary thing. It's a kila canopy, and therefore it's okay uh, to stick your head out. And it's not going to be considered that, that the kila is its own defined space, and sticking your head out wouldn't help. Says It's logical that, 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 that we should say that there's a difference between um, a situation uh, whether it's ten tefachim or not, and the bride was only answering it when it was ten tefachim kila. Because Mitani Sefer, the end of the bride said, "Alamaza doma." What's it like? Let's say someone's naked inside a house. Everyone would understand. It doesn't help to stick his head outside the window and say the Shema. Why? Because you are still in the house. Even if your head is outside, but the house is in oil, and you are still considered to be in the oil, even if you stick your head out the window. So just like a house, which is clearly to be in oil, Shema, you know, we see the Bryce is talking about a thing that's 10 Tvachim high, and that's why it's in oil. Meaning just as a house obviously is like that, 
Um, so too, we're assuming that the price that was answering, answering in the kilos only when it's 10 tvachim high. Shmuel was talking about where it wasn't 10 tvachim high and it wasn't, and it was a temporary type of thing. That's why we allowed it. So now the Gemara continues more. But a house, let's say it's not 10 tvachim high. Let's say you had a house that wasn't 10 tvachim high, but keep it kviya o'elohu. It's a fixed structure, so it would be an independent ol, and therefore you can't, it doesn't help to stick your head out the window and say the Shema. So Logarmi Kinofos is no different than what we said before with Kinofos. By the Kinofos, the four poster bed, we said that this, when you spread a sheet across the Kinofos, it's an independent OL. And it's going to consider that the person under it is not in the sukkah, even if it's not times Bachamai, so do a house is like that. So basically what we're saying is we have to remember the point that we said before. Whenever you have a permanent fixed structure, like the four poster bed or a house, even if it's not times Bachamai, we're going to say that there is in fact, uh, there is in fact an issue of an OL, and that would apply that if you're under it, you're not going to be in the sukkah, even if technically on top of you is schach. And we have a similar point in regards to the halachas of Kriyashma. If you're naked, even if it's not ten tvachim high, it wouldn't help to stick your head out if you want to be ten tvachim. But when it's not uh, a situation that it's fixed and permanent, if it's just more like a, a drapery that's thrown up, like we're talking about with the kila, so then as long as it's not ten tvachim, we say it's not defining a space as an OL, you could sleep under it in a sukkah, and also you could stick your head out and say shema. But if it would be ten tvachim, then it would not be allowed. Continues the Gemara, Lishna Achrina. Now we quote a different Lashon of what Shmuel said. Lishna Achrina, Amila, Amar, Yudam, Shmuel, Yudam, said in the name of Shmuel, Mutter, Lishan, Bekilas Chasanam, Besokal, Afishi, in the Gag. You can sleep in the Kilas Chasanam, in the Sukkah, because there's no Gag. Even though it is 10 Tfachim high. So what are we talking about? We're not talking about a regular kilo. The regular kilo, which we've been talking about until now, was flat. Here we're talking about the kilas chasanim. The kilas chasanim, the one they use for the bridal canopy, that one is, um, comes to like a, uh, a narrow point, which is not a tefach, it's just like the nakhlitin. And this one, even though it is 10 Tfachim high, since it's a temporary, temporary one, and it doesn't have a flat roof, so therefore it's not going to be considered to be an oil, even though it's ten tefachim high. So now we're switching a little bit. It's not necessarily a machlokas, which Shmuel is saying now from the previous lashon. The previous lashon was talking about a regular kilo which was flat, and therefore it was it was only not going to be an oval with less than ten tefachim high. Here we're talking about where it comes to a point on the top, and we're saying this bridal canopy comes to the point. There's no restriction at all on the height, even if it's ten tefachim high. It's not going to be considered an oil. Frankly, more amazed we asked from the bride. The says if you sleep in the kilo. In the sukkah, you're not yotze. So the Gemara says, "What kind of question is that?" That one had a real roof. Again, we're only saying it's okay because it comes to a point. So there, even if it's ten, even if it's ten tefachim high, it's not. It's in its temporary. It's not going to be considered to have a shame of an oil. Says the Gemara Tashma again. Let's ask on Shmuel. It says in the Brisa, "Naklitin Shnayim Naklitin has two posts. Kinofos are blah. The Kinofos has four posts." If you spread the sheet over the kinofos, then you try to be under it in the sukkah, it's no good because you're under a different all. It's okay. But what does the bride say? Because the nakhlitin comes to a point. But it's only good if the nakhlitin is not above the ground. It implies that nakhlitin are above the ground. Then the area below it is going to be considered to be a different ol, and it's a problem. Even though nakhlitin comes to a point. So what do we say here? We see here that by the nakhlitin bed, the two poster bed, we're saying there's an issue here, even if, if uh, there's an issue here. 
Um, if, it, it, there's, if, it rise, if it rises above the bed, ten So we have a kasha on what Shmuel said. Shmuel was saying that since it comes to a point by the kilas chasanim, it's okay even if it is above ten Here you see by the nakliten bed, it's only okay since it doesn't have a flat roof if it's less than ten But more than ten it still is a problem. So the Gemara explains, shine nakliten tekvi. Nakliten are different. They're securely fixed in their place. So therefore, even though it comes to a point, but if it's ten high, then the sheet that's spread over it will make a different ol. Despite the fact that it's not a bona fide um, uh, OL in the sense that it doesn't have a flat roof. So the Gemara says, wait a second. I don't understand something, says the Gemara. If the Nakhliton is really a permanent thing, and that's why you're being machmer on it, despite the fact that it's pointy, but it's permanent, so it's Be'etzim and OL, then it should be just like Kinofos. So just like Kinofos are a problem, even if it's not Ten Tvachim High. A four poster bed is a problem, and as we explained, even though it's not Ten Tvachim High, it's a problem because it's fixed, because it's a fixed permanent thing. So too, the Nakhliton should be like that. So the Gemara answers, it's actually like in the middle. The Kinofos, the four-poster bed, is most fixed. It's the most permanent. So therefore, for the four-poster bed, it's Be'etzim and O'el, even if it's less than ten t'vachim. The Kinofos, the two-poster bed, is permanent, but not as permanent as the Kinofos. So the Nakhliten, the two-poster bed, rather, is permanent, but not as permanent as the Kinofos. So the two-poster bed is only an issue if it's above ten t'vachim. But Lagabe Kila, the Kila, it definitely is more permanent than the Kila. Kila is totally, totally, totally uh, temporary. It's not considered permanent at all. So therefore, the, the, what, the, we are now understand what Rav Yudam Shmuel was saying, the Kila's Chasanim, which comes to a point in the Sukkah, that's okay, even if, in this version of Rav Yudam Shmuel, it's okay, even if it is more than Ten tfachim. Now the Gemara continues a little bit more with the halachas of sleeping under the kila. It's mutter to sleep under the kila, even though it has a roof. Even though it's more than ten tfachim. So what's going on? Clearly, it is an ol. Everyone, everything, everyone to what we're saying now, that should be a problem. It, it, you have a, it has a flat roof and it's ten tfachim high. Clearly, that's its own independent ol. How can we say that's okay? So the Gemara says, Keman that's only going like the one opinion, Rabbi Yuda. Rabbi Yuda says that a temporary OL cannot be Mavato in Ol Kava. If a person is in a sukkah, which is deemed more of a fixed shelter, and he's in a temporary shelter under within the, the sukkah, Rabbi Yuda says he's always considered to be in the overall space of the sukkah. We never say that being under a temporary one that's in the bigger overall space of a bigger one, we never say that you're not considered to be in the bigger one. We always say it's just bottled to the bigger location. We saw that by the bed. The Chachamim say, if you sleep under a bed in the sukkah, you're not Yodzeh, because you're under the bed, you're not in the sukkah. Rabbi Yudah says, no, we would sleep under the bed in front of, in front of this kingdom, they didn't say anything to us. So we see, since the bed is moved around, it's just a temporary type of OL, then it's never considered to be a problem that you're under the OL. So, so to here, according to Rabbi Yehuda, even if you're sleeping in a flat, in the flag kila, and even though it's ten tefachamai, it's not an issue. But in Achanami, according to the Rabbanon, that there's an issue to be in a different OL, so then in Achanami, according to the Rabbanon, it wouldn't be good to be in the kila, which is ten high and has a flat roof. So the Gemara says, Venema halachic Rabbi Yehuda. So why don't we just say the halachic like Rabbi Yehuda? Why say a new case? Why don't you just say halachic Rabbi Yehuda? Says the Gemara, Yema halachic Rabbi Yehuda. If we would have just said halachic like Rabbi Yehuda, who allowed sleeping under the bed? Hava amina, somebody can make the argument that I would say it's only by a bed. 
because the reason why an oil, why it's not forming an oil is because the bottom of a bed isn't made to be an oil. Why do you have a bottom of a bed and a roof? Because there's a, there, there's a place that you lie on the bed. So naturally, there's an area that's under the bed. So I would say it's not an oil because it's not made to be an oil. It's not functioning to be a cover over the bottom of the bed. It's just there to lie on the bed. And that's why I would say that it's okay to be under the bed. Not because... Uh, being under an OL is not a problem, but because rather, maybe I'd say an area under the bed isn't considered under a different OL because the bottom of a bed isn't a different OL. Avakila tzocha asuya, akila canopy, which is clearly meant to make an area under it, which made for its interior space, I would say Rebuda wouldn't allow it. Kamash Mullah Rabbi Wuna tells us, no. Rebuda concedes that the area under a bed is an OL, but his reason is, Rebuda's reason is that a temporary shelter cannot be mavatal, a fixed one. So the overall location of the sukkah is a fixed shelter. So if you're under a bed, which is a temporary, you move the bed around, that's not going to be mavatal, that you're still considered in the sukkah. And therefore, wouldn't make a difference if it's a bed or a kila. And just as Rebuda said it's okay to be under a bed, so too Rebuda would say it's okay to be under a kila, despite the fact that a kila is clearly an ol. So the bottom line is we're saying that in general there's a machlokas in the laws of sukkah. If somebody is in a sukkah, but they're in a different temporary ol in the sukkah, is that okay? According to the Rabbanon, that's not okay because you're under that other temporary ol. You're not in the bigger sukkah. Rebuda says it is okay. The manifestation of that dispute is being under a bed or being in a kila. Uh, being an Akila, which is, even if it's above 10th Falchim and flat, Rabbi Yudah is still going to say that such a thing is okay. Rabbanon are going to say that it's not okay. Now, we have also different categories, just to review what we learned. We have Kila, we have Kinofos, and we have Naklitin. So then the Kila, which is um, not at all a fixed thing, is, is only a problem if it's a Tefach wide and 10th Falchim tall. The Kinofos, which is the most extremely fixed, they're also, even if they're not 10th Falchim high, and then Naklitin, the two-poster bed, which isn't as fixed as a Kinofos, but they are a little bit more fixed than the kila, so their usher, uh, if it's 10 tefachim high, even though it does not have a flat roof.